Welcome to The Ether. Today is Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Follow Orbital Command on Twitter using the link in the show notes to receive regular threads on Terra protocols and yield strategies, news, resources, and Twitter space discussions. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, we have the Prism Refraction Countdown with Hyperion and the Prism team, hosted by Orbital Command. Let's take a listen. Hi guys, we just opened up a little bit early just to see if we can get ready for a 9.30 start. Well, 9.30 in the UK anyway. We've got Zion from TFL and the Orbital Command who's going to be asking the questions to begin with. I'm Rebel DeFi, and I'm going to be just kind of administering the space, bringing people up if you've got questions and such like. Sion, just before we kick off, do you want to say a few words about the, um, I've forgotten the name of that team, the baseball thing. What are they called? The Nationals. The Washington Nationals. Yeah, just give me one second, Rebel. I just got to get situated here. Sure. And we've got Finn from Terraspaces in. He's going to be recording for us. Thanks, Finn. GT Capital in the house. I wonder who's on that account tonight. I'm just going to bring GT up, find out if it's Ryan, Jimmy, or someone else. We've also got Edwin here. He's part of the Orbital Command. He's part of all sorts of different projects. Did you just call him the Orbital, the Orbital Command? He's part of the... Well, yeah, we are, we are the Orbital Command. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not Orbital Command, the Orbital Command. You better believe it. Hey, nice. Right, we've got some yeah, requests. I mean, yeah, we got Ryan in here. Yep. He's coming up. Yeah, I mean, I hope everyone's excited about the the redacted uh, two the the second redacted news that got released today with the Washington Nationals. I mean, that was pretty exciting. I can't believe you kept it. You, that's, I, I, unbelievable. You knew and you didn't say a thing. That was that was impressive. I'm, ter- <laughs> I'm listen. I'm terrible with secrets like that. Like, uh, yeah, I'm sure I would have let something slip. I can't believe it didn't leak <laughs> from anyone. Like. It didn't leak at all. No, you know what was what was actually the craziest thing was seeing, uh, you know, CoinDesk actually put out an article on it. Uh, you know, before the actual announcement went live, they just did like some incredible sleuthing, I guess, 
and ended up coming to the conclusion that it was, you know, their guess was it was the Washington Nationals, which is pretty insane, actually, to me that they that they, you know, did that. Yeah, impressive. Looks like we got Hyperion in here as well. What's up, Hyperion? How you doing? Thanks. How's everyone getting on? Good. Good. Great. Thanks. Here as well. I wonder if we're going to have Hyperion uh, Android issues today. I sure hope not. Honestly, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> my, my phone absolutely hates Twitter spaces. It's like obviously the best medium to talk to people, but it, my phone just baths out every single time. I think you need to speak to the devs, pump that Prism token, sell a little bit, and get yourself an iOS Apple phone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is, is Jimmy on the GT Capital account tonight, or is that? No, no, Another goblin. Here. Oh, you got him. Cool. I've got a new profile photo. Oh, beautiful. Love it. You didn't recognize it because it wasn't as NFT this time. Right. Well, it looks like we've got, yeah, we've got three of the main hype team from Prism Protocol. We've got Zion from Orbital Command going to be asking some questions. And we've just passed the hour. So shall we kick it off? Yeah, definitely. We're super excited to have you guys here. Uh, you know, Hyperion, Ryan, Jimmy, all from the Prism team here. So uh, happy to see a bunch of people from the community in here as well. Hopefully some more will join as we go. And what we're going to do is we'll start off with some questions that we have from the OC team and then uh, open it up for anyone in the community that has questions about either phase three or four of the Prism launch, as well as, you know, the Prism token or, you know, anything that the community is curious about in the vein of prism itself uh so i guess just starting off why don't we you know we're we're already two phases into prism's launch why don't we talk a little bit about what's to come here in phase three hyperion hyperion hey, can you sorry. Hear me? yeah can you hear me okay yep yeah so so phase three we're going to um phase three the next things that are getting added to uh to prism are the ability to refract your lunar so split your lunar into y lunar and p lunar and y lunar is um you know the right to all lunars yield and so what we're actually doing on that is is lunars yield gets paid in lots of different stable coins and lunar normally so we're taking that stable coin portion of the yield and converting it to lunar for you and then converting all the lunar to um, y lunar and p lunar and then we're delivering you uh, y lunar holders um, y lunar p lunar and uh, airdrops as their um, as their yield and then you know the the uh, alongside the y lunar and p lunar you're also going to have um, the liquidity pools open up for y lunar p lunar um, you know c lunar which is just the collateral token um, and you're going to start being able to trade Y Luna and P Luna and take, make your views on where you think their prices should be. Um, and so those, those are going to be the next thing is kind of like being able to stake your Y Luna and then your, um, your, uh, or your Luna staking rewards and then the liquidity pools and trading on, on the Y Luna and P Luna pools. And, and, you know, in terms of time frame, you know, we're hoping to, go out with a test net um towards the end of this week so that people can get a little experiment of it before they um before they start using real money and then having uh having the um full versions of them up and running for people um next week that's exciting that's super exciting so this is where people are going to be able to refract their luna so 
what so could you break down Hyperion like what exactly it means to refract your Luna? What's happening, you know, when people go through this process? Yeah, so what what happens is um should should feel quite familiar to people from what they uh, who've interacted with Anchor. What you're gonna do is you're gonna take a Luna token and you're going to put it into Prism and Prism will stake it behind the scenes the same way that um, Anchor stakes Luna when you when you drop it into Anchor. And then we're going to issue you with a C Luna token, which is um, basically like B Luna. It just represents your ownership of the underlying Luna that's just been staked, but it's a liquid token that you can freely trade. And then you can um, split that C Luna token into P Luna and Y Luna. And then your Y Luna token gives you the yield of the Luna that you've just been, you know, of the equivalent amount of Luna that's just been staked. So if you just hold your Y Luna and P Luna, you're going to have exactly the same exposure as if you had one normal Luna um, and you're receiving that uh, those staking rewards. But if you decide that you want to max out on Y Luna or max out on P Luna, then you can swap your Y Luna for more P Luna or swap your P Luna for more Y Luna. And then you're going to start receiving more yield or more exposure to price, depending on what you do. And then you're always going to have the ability, once you have those Y Luna, P Luna, and C Luna tokens, to either swap them back to Luna on the AMM. Um, so you'd just be able to swap Y Luna to Luna or P Luna to Luna, or you'll be able to. Uh, what we call, you know, what we're calling merge. Um, so merge your P Luna and Y Luna, one P Luna plus one Y Luna back to one C Luna. And then with that C Luna, you can either, you know, slow burn your Luna back from the vault the same way that you can with Anchor, or you can just trade the C Luna for Luna um, to get Luna instantly on the uh, on the AMM. Okay, cool. So, so for people that are familiar with the B Luna Luna kind of arbitrage slow burn strategy this is very similar to that correct yeah you should when c luna you know people who are familiar with the b luna luna arbitrage will watch c luna luna and as people get more familiar with p luna and uh, y luna there'll also be very similar arbitrages there where you can buy p luna plus y luna um, and arbitrage it versus the price of luna or c luna very cool awesome so, you know, you talked a bit about why Luna yield and, you know, how that obviously is representing, you know, the staking yield for Luna. Um, could you talk about, I, I think this would be a good, good spot to talk about phase four and how why Luna is utilized there. Um, so could you talk a bit about, you know, phase four when you guys are planning on launching that and, and what's, what's going to be happening there? Yeah. So um, phase four is the one I'm really excited about because I think we're going to, you know, I hope that it's going to be very beneficial for Luna holders because I think we're going to be able to offer Luna holders. At the moment, if you split your Y Luna and your uh, split Luna into Y Luna and P Luna, um, one Y Luna is going to give you the yield that you'd get if you had one Luna. So you can either, you know, as we were saying before, max out your Y Luna exposure or max out, you know, if, if you want to maximize your yield. But what we're going to do with the phase four is um, effectively the equivalent of a pylon pool. But instead of depositing UST, you're going to deposit your Y Luna and you're swapping your Y Luna yield for Prism tokens. And so this this will mean that um, you're going to be able to get a much higher yield on your Y Luna than you would uh, than you would normally get because you're going to get a much higher yield than Luna. The same way that, say, you know, a, 
UST and anchor yields you 20%, but in some pylon pools, it might yield you 60, 70, 80 type percent. So it's going to be a very, it's going to be a similar thing here with, um, with stage four. So we're, we're hopeful that that's going to, um, you know, a gen generate a lot of interest and a lot of benefit for lunar holders, because we're going to offer them a much higher yield. Um, and B is going to, you know, generate a lot of TVL for the protocol, um, which is going to generate fees, which are used to buy Prism um, on the AMM and deposit that uh, in the Prism uh, X Prism governance uh, pool, which benefits um, the X Prism governance holders. And you know, we've we've launched Phase Two's live now, and it's and the fees are only being accrued from swaps that are happening on the AMM. But I think it's been great to see how people have, you know. X, these X tokens have been a new concept for people, I think. And it's been great to see, a, you know, a lot of people figuring out how they work, trying to understand, you know, what a compounding token like this does and why they're not claiming yield, but the token exchange rate is getting higher. And so I think, you know, this is going to be really interesting people for people to use. And, and, and hopefully, you know, for Luna holders, it's, it's, it's going to be very beneficial. Yeah, this is, that's going to be a really interesting phase to see play out. And I see, I'm on the actual prismprotocol.app right now and uh, see that there's already, you know, 31.21 million X Prism, uh, you know, and 45% and of that, 45 of the Prism is uh, staked right now. And so a lot of people are, are taking advantage of, you know, the fees that the Prism token or the X Prism token is affording them. And I think once we see phase three launch, we're going to see a lot more fees start to accrue to X Prism holders, which... Uh, in my opinion, will likely add a lot of value to the Prism token overall. So it'll be really cool to see how everything plays out there. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, totally agree with you. I mean, we, you know, at the moment, obviously, at the at the moment, you know, just for for people's benefit, we're using a twenty four hour APR on the um, on the uh, web app, just obviously because the web app hasn't been going long enough to have like a, a, a steady say seven day APR. So, so it's obviously fluctuating a little bit, but at the moment that APR, all the yield is being generated, not through any inflation, it's just being generated through the swap fees that are being paid every time someone trades on the Prism UST or X Prism Prism pool. And, you know, in phase three, we're going to have another four or five pools go live um, where people are going to start generating more fees. And then also as a percentage of Luna's yield is taken. So, you know, the two more of the kind of like main fee generating sources are coming in. So, you know, I think it's, you know, hope, hopefully it, uh, you know, see what happens, but hopefully there's a lot more revenue to come for uh, X-PRISM holders. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I, it makes sense. And I definitely think that there will be. Um, I guess it, it's a good good time to kind of talk about the value capture mechanism for the PRISM token itself. And I know you talked a bit about it, but maybe for people's understanding, you know, um, could you break down a bit of, you know, the PRISM tokenomics and, and how the PRISM token functions within the PRISM protocol? Yeah, happy to. So um, I guess the PRISM token itself uh, is going to be one side of each liquidity pool. So as people can see on the web app at the moment, we have Prism UST and X Prism Prism as our two pools. When we split Luna, we're going to get Y Luna Prism, uh, P Luna Prism, C Luna Prism, um, Luna Prism, and then uh, later on AUST Prism as well. 
And so, you know, uh, by being one-sidable, the liquidity pools means that as we add more assets like, you know, BSOL or BETH, um, people will be able to swap from, say, Y sol to um, p eth in a maximum of two steps so they'll be able to go y sol to prism to um, p eth and so that means that no one's ever going to have to do more than two swaps to get from any one token to any other token so that kind of adds um you know makes prism a, a sort of have a helpful utility on our on our decks and then the x prism token as well uh what happens there is is it generates fees in in four different ways we're kind of saying so every time luna is put in the vault um you know the luna is is staked and starts earning its staking yield so if someone then takes a y luna and and stakes the y luna then that person will get 90% of luna's yield and 10% of luna's yield is used to buy prism on the decentralized exchange and uh, drops that prism into the x prism governance pool um, and that's kind of consistent with a lot of other staking derivatives. So BETH, for example, is kind of like 10%. So that's kind of why we why we priced it around that level. Now, one thing that's really interesting is if um is if someone doesn't stake their Y Luna or someone just holds C Luna, then the underlying Luna in the vault is still generating all its yield. But they haven't staked their Y Luna or or staked their C Luna. They might just be using them to trade, or they might be using them on the AMM. Um, then a hundred percent of that yield is used to uh, buy Prism on the open market and drop it into the X Prism pool. So, so for context, if you think about B Luna, for example, if you just hold B Luna in your wallet, you can go into Anchor and claim um, the UST yield that you've earned on B Luna. But if B Luna is put into a liquidity pool, like in TerraSwap, like the B Luna Luna pool or the B Luna Luna pool on Astroport, um, you're not earning your B Luna yield. But that B Luna yield isn't being claimed by anything. So what we're doing is effectively having something similar to that, but actually that that Luna yield, rather than being unclaimed, is actually all going to be used to buy Prism and distributed to X Prism holders. And so that's a set, that's kind of like the second level of yield. So for unstaked Y Luna and uh, C Luna, and then the third um, way we're going to be accruing fees is what we're seeing already on the um, decentralized exchange. So every time someone makes a swap on uh, on Prism Protocol app, or you know Hall Swap, which have now plugged into us on Coin Hall, um, every time a swap happens, a 0.1% fee is uh, charged or levied, and that 0.1% fee is used to buy PRISM and distribute it into the X PRISM pool. And at the moment, you know, we're getting, say, 22% APR, and that's just only with two pools. So we've got another five pools to come, which is hopefully going to generate, you know, a lot more swap fees. And also makes the protocol a little bit more counter-cyclical because in times of high volatility, um, the protocol is generating more fees because more trades are happening. And then the fourth way that the protocol is going to generate revenue for governance holders is it is going to allow you to um, it is going to allow you to uh, place the protocol is going to allow you to place limit orders, and so you can leave a look, an order to say buy Luna with UST or AUST, or you can leave an order to buy um, 
Prism with AUST or, you know, swap from Y Luna to P Luna. And when if the order is executed at your price target, then a fee is charged then. And again, that's used to buy Prism and distribute that to X Prism holders. And then I guess one, um, you know, final thing that I think we're pretty excited to share is that we're also looking at some extra utility for XPRISM governance holders, where um, you're going to be able to uh, get um, boosted yields in phase four um, of the Y Luna farm by, uh, by staking your XPRISM. And how, how much XPRISM you stake and how long you stake it for will act directly as a booster for your Y Luna yield. So it's going to reward people that are Prism governance holders and have been staking for a long time, um, and uh, give them a high yield. So, we're, so that's an extra utility that we're uh, pretty excited about building out. Did you just drop some alpha, Mister Hyperion? I think I think I basically I went on a long monologue and then I think I dropped a little bit of alpha <laughs> right at the end, maybe. <laughs> That's what we're here for, man. It's the alpha hour. It's what there you doing. go. Well, I mean, so basically, you know, we want to, you know, X Prism holders and the support we've got, like, and seeing that, you know, seeing that forty-five percent of Prism has already been staked is, you know, was was I guess mind blowing for us, um, and like, you know, really pleased to see that sort of level of support from people that you know understand the way that X Prism works and understand the protocol, and so we want to make sure that they're rewarded by. You know, getting higher yields in the Y Luna farm. So if they put their Y Luna in, they're going to get a higher amount of Prism uh, tokens than someone who doesn't have any X Prism staked. That's that's amazing. That's super cool. You know, one thing I thought of Hyperion when you were discussing, you know, all these different things related to the Prism token was um, when you talked about buybacks. So it just made me think of the Anchor dashboard. I don't know if you've seen, like, on the Anchor dashboard, they have the uh, you know, the ANC buyback um, total and then like the ANC buyback for 72 hour, it might be useful, uh, you know, and I don't know um, how easily, you know, that would be to implement on the actual UI, but it might be useful to have something like that where you kind of see the prison buybacks um, visualized on the on the UI for, for users. I think I, I'm... Uh... In which case you're going to be, uh, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised when we um, we've got. If you if you go on our if you go on our web app, you'll see lurking down the uh, the left hand side. We've got our dashboard and my page tab, and uh, I think um, those are aiming to go live next week, hopefully. And when those go live, you'll you'll have exactly that. You'll be able to see how much Prism has been bought back in total, um, along with a load of other um, cool stats that are. Uh, that our designers done a, an amazing job on the um, on the UI for that, and I think it's I think it's going to look really good and give people lots of information. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I'm looking forward to you know both phase three and four. There's a lot of exciting stuff to come. Um, Jimmy, did you want to jump in here? Yeah, I just wanted to add um, something to the alpha drop that Hyperion just mentioned around the 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 Prism Farm. So I think there's you know, we looked at the sentiment and we looked at kind of the landscape and, and we knew that there are folks out there who were one wary of, you know, Terra alts and, um, you know, the sentiment around Terra alts such that there's a, a set of people where they were going to enter in into the prison protocol. They were going to refract their Luna and they're going to enter into the prison farm 
um, with the mind of, hey, I'm just going to use all my Luna. I'm going to farm these Prism tokens, get better than average yields, uh, better yields than just, you know, simply staking my Luna. And then I'm just going to dump it for more Luna, right? Like Luna is the apex asset that like, people want to do that with. Um, but with this mechanism that we're introducing around, you know, the boosted yields, if you decide to do that, um, you you essentially will dilute yourself versus folks who have Prism, have X Prism, and as they farm it, they're restaking um, the Prism for more boosts. They're essentially going to be getting the lion's share of the Prism tokens. Um, so it creates a little bit of incentives for you not only to hold it, to stake it, um, and essentially participate in all of the utility and the functionality that the protocol offers rather than just, you know, continue to um, stake your Luna back. And sure, like you can still do that, um, but you essentially, you know, be at a disadvantage to other folks. I think that's that's a very sophisticated way. Yeah, of and I, and I this, is, uh, this is like, you know, this is, this is a really interesting first use case for it, for the, um, you know, for the Y Luna farming event where X Prism holders are going to be rewarded. And then, you know, in the future, this is the, these same metrics that we do are going to be able to be used for um, giving higher liquidity incentives to people that have been staking their X-PRISM. It's also can, can be used to um, give potentially a higher yield to people that have been staking for a longer time based on how long you've been staking and how much you have staked. Um, and it's also going to uh, potentially could be used to, you know, give you more governance votes when governance goes live. So it's, uh, you know, I, th I think it's an interesting mechanism to make sure that people, you know, the, the long-term supporters of the protocol are the ones that are getting rewarded the most. Yeah, I think that that's a, a great way of designing the mechanism to incentivize, you know, long-term holding of the PRISM token and also the supporters of the PRISM protocol overall. Um, I have some other questions, but as I go through some of the last few questions that I have here, if anyone in the community has some questions that they want to come in with for Hyperion and the PRISM team here, feel free to just request to speak and then either uh, Rebel DeFi here or Edwin will bring you up and uh, you can ask your question. Um, but I think it'd be a good, uh, a good time to talk about something that's on my mind, which is kind of the ratio between Y Luna and P Luna's price. So we know that you know, if you've read the light paper for Prism, you know that the way that these tokens will be priced is, you know, one Y Luna plus one P Luna should equal the price of one Luna, right? So that's because when you refract your Luna, you're getting an equal amount of Y Luna and P Luna in return, right? Uh, well, you're getting the C, the C Luna token, which you, you can then refract to get an equal amount of Y Luna and P Luna. Um, and so I was curious to hear your thoughts, Hyperion, and, and maybe Jimmy or Ryan, if you guys have some thoughts as well. And, in terms of how do you see, you know, the market valuing Y Luna and P Luna and the ratio there, you know, do you see it being like more skewed towards Y Luna because you think people will want more of a stake, a higher staking yield, or do you see it skewing more towards P Luna with more people wanting price exposure to Luna? Um, you know, what what are your guys' thoughts there? I'm curious. I think um, I think it's going to be really interesting. I mean, I I had my own views at the start of of how I thought, you know, Y Luna should be valued and why Luna valuation form then just form the basis of the P Luna valuation because if you can value a cash flowing asset like Y Luna, then you know uh, 
C Luna minus Y Luna was going to be P Luna price. But I mean, the more and more we chat to everyone and, and speak with community, um, you know, every, everything holds a different value to different people. Some people really value cash flow. Some people really want to have um, maximal price exposure. So it's, it's, Obviously, it's going to be a you know the, the pricing is going to be a blended average of where everyone thinks it should be, and it's it's been extremely um, you know super interesting to see how many different views people have. So honestly, like I I don't want to put too much of a figure on it because I think that people are going to have lots of different views they want to express, and you know the price is going to end the price is going to end up um, you know settling settling at a level that reflects that and i also think it, a lot of it's going to revolve around you know what luna's actually doing at the time because i think if luna stays if luna stays kind of in a steady state price range i'd expect that there'll be a lot of demand for why luna but i think if if we launch it for example and there's a huge demand to, um for people in the why luna farm then a, then a significant amount of luna might be getting bought up off the open market and taken out of circulation and dropped into prison protocol. So you could see this, you know, potentially see a spike in lunar price. And as a result of that, you might start, you know, people might be like, okay, wow, like P Luna, P Luna is moving quite Can a lot just, here. Just leaves Hyper in there. Nope, nope. He's still speaking. He's good. I'm still on. I'm still, I'm still on. Was there? Yeah. So I, so I just think if we start seeing, you know, volatile lunar price action, people might start focusing a lot more on P lunar and seeing the benefits of that, because I think it's easy to conceptualize the benefits of the cash flow of Y lunar. I think it's once people start seeing how P lunar moves relative to lunar price that I think people will, you know, start seeing how they could use P lunar to uh, to kind of achieve their achieve their goals. So I'm red, I'm reticent to put too much of a, you know. Enforce too much of my kind of views on it because a I think they're probably wrong and b you know everyone's got everyone's got lots of interesting and really different views on it so we'll we'll see what happens and I mean in terms of where they you know we don't want this to, we don't obviously we want to make it kind of fair so I don't think we want to have lots of you know telegraph too far ahead of time exactly what um you know where they're going to get seeded the liquidity pools because. You know, very very quickly they'll move to a level where people think that uh, think that it should be. So, I think probably you know it'll be you know call it 70, 30, 60, 40, 50, 50, something like that. You know, it's not it's not going to get it's not going to get seeded at like ninety ten or or eighty twenty or something like that. Hopefully, that gives a a, a not too uh, a not too vague reply. Yeah, just to just to add, I think Hyperion's covered it really well there. Um, it's the great unknown of of prison protocol right now. Is we've had six months of of theorising from the community around where these assets are going to land, and um, it's going to be extremely interesting to watch the market and see where they do end up landing. Yeah, I think that you know I I, I can appreciate where you guys are coming from, and I I do think you know, and I agree with you, Hyperion. I do think that it is going to you know Luna's price volatility at launch and during you know. Uh, you know, phase three and four of uh, Prism, Prism's launch, you know, will play a role. So, you know, the, if, like you said, you know, like if the price volatility for Luna is, you know, going crazy at the time, it's really going to be interesting to see how people price Y Luna and P Luna. But I do agree with you. It'll probably also be closer to, you know, 70, 30, in between like 70, 30 and 50, 50, 
Um, but it'll be interesting to see over time how people utilize P Luna and Y Luna to get increased leverage exposure to the staking yield for Luna and the price of Luna as Luna's price changes over time. You know, if we, you know, are in like a sustained bear market, what those prices look like. If we start to go into more of a bull market again, what those prices look like. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, Another question that I had was around strategies. So uh, just to drop a little bit of alpha here for the community, um, Orbital Command is going to be releasing uh, some tweet threads on some strategies that we've been thinking about um, and kind of different risk levels for those strategies that people can utilize in Prism Protocol. We're going to be releasing that relatively soon here around the launch of phase three. But I was curious, you know, to hear from Hyperion and, and maybe Jimmy or Ryan, if you guys have some thoughts as well, like what sort of strategies excite you guys in Prism V1? I, yeah, I, I guess I can go first then, Jimmy. I'm sure Jimmy and Ryan have some, have some good ideas as well. I, I think like at the start, I think, um, you know, my my strategy or recommendation to people would be like, unless you have an extremely strong view on where Y-Lunar or P-Lunar should trade, you know, see where the market goes and see what um see you know let things settle down before you trade it just to, just to be you know just to advise kind of like caution there for people because i you know i want i want people to people's first interactions with refracting to be you know and, and trading to be you know to be positive and i think um but i think there's going to be a lot of uh different moving parts clearly with the P Luna price, the Y Luna price, the C Luna price. So I think there's going to be a huge amount of really interesting arbitrage for people to do. We're already seeing a lot of it between Prism and X Prism and, and people have been making some, you know, we we've been anecdotally getting told of people making some, you know, some some really, really good trades training between uh, Prism and X Prism as it as it moves off uh, off its uh, exchange rate. And so I, th I think the arbitrage is going to be is going to be the most interesting one. And then I think you know I think once prices have settled, I think there's going to be people that decide that income is super important for them, um, and so they're going to stack up as much Y Luna as they can. I think there's going to be people that you know uh, don't like the admin or tax um, tax issues with income, so just want to have like full lunar maximize their lunar exposure and just buy the just buy the P lunar. I think we've also been chatting with people who who feel like, you know, maybe they want to keep a little bit of, you know, P lunar, but kind of maximize their uh, their Y lunar exposure. So maybe rather than being 50 50 P lunar and Y lunar, they might go 80 Y lunar and 20 P lunar. But I think, yeah, I think there's going to be, I mean, the, the great thing about trying to create these building blocks or get or is is that it allows you to customize more what's relevant for you personally and what you want to focus on, and so it's just giving you optionality to customize um, and and to solve for what's important for you. So it's going to be, you know, I I, I think it's going to be super helpful when you guys uh, put out your different strategies that people can use. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Jimmy Ryan, you, you, uh, you I, I think you just I, I think you just stole all of the answers at the same time. Um, <laughs> But uh, but uh, certainly, like so so personally, and 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 no financial advice, etc. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of the Luna B Luna arbitrage. Um, but I do find that you know quite often when you're when you're on the Luna side of that arbitrage, you've got your you've got your Luna sitting around not doing doing a whole lot. 
Whereas uh, if you're doing a similar strategy in um, in prison, you can kind of have your you have your while in a state earning yield whilst you're waiting for arbitrage opportunities. So I think that's going to be a much more efficient option for for arbitrages. And 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 then not only have you got a you know just a two way arbitrage potential, you know there's there's a there's a multi way arbitrage potential between you know Y P C and then native Luna. Um, so, so lots. I think lots of opportunities are going to come on the arbitrage side, and then as as Mr. Factor just said there, you know we've already seen um, just in the three days that we've been trading here some great opportunities between Prism and X Prism on you know uh, open. I think you know there's some maybe some misunderstanding and, and X Prism went to I think you know 1.2 and was a was a great arbitrage back from X Prism to Prism, and then today um, you know we saw. You know, Prism, uh, uh, X Prism trading at something like a 10% discount to to Prism, which again was a, a, a brilliant arbitrage opportunity. So that's certainly uh, something that I'm excited about using the protocol. Yeah, and then for myself, um, I think that I'm really curious about all of the other use cases that what we'll have. Um, you know, with other protocols, so namely some with like one kinetic two with other money markets such as um, mars edge coming out um, you know using p luna or other p tokens as collateral to give them additional utility and composability um, and of course you know we've got tundra on the stage see in the audience i'm sure that the the arbitrage opportunity that ryan is just talking about um, can play a part in there and essentially, you know, maybe you have a a range in which you believe these uh, the P Luna and Y Luna ratios should live within, right? And if it starts to veer outside of those uh, those ranges, you start buying one up over the other. Um, very similar to how, like back in the day when we were doing like the B Luna arbitrage, where oh, you know, at one at a certain point. You might have been happy with, you know, oh yeah, I'm gonna, you know, swap to um, swap to B Luna if it drops below like 0.94, and then I'll swap back to Luna when it's above 0.98, and then as time went on, as the the pools were becoming more liquid, um, and the arbitrage was closing, maybe you were happy with like, you know, 0.97 and 0.99, um, and uh, I think people will have their own you know ratios when P Luna and Y Luna comes out, right? So it's like maybe it's the bottom is going to be like 0.3 and the top is 0.7. And if, you know, the ratios start uh, or the prices start trading below those ratios, you're going to start, you know, picking up P Luna. And if Y Luna starts trading above 70%, you're going to start selling it for P Luna and, and et cetera. So, um, yeah, I'm sure like, you know, c is in the audience. He's like salivating over that and the idea of a grid bot to do that for him. But, uh, but yeah, just kind of leave it at that. Um, yeah, I, I just raised my hand to come on stage and, and say that I'm I'm bullish on what you guys are doing and everything that you're talking about makes a ton of sense. I was actually thinking the other day I, I read this article that the IRS is not going to be taxing um, like proof of proof of stake income, and I think that's pretty bullish for like wireless specifically. Like if if you if you consider, you know, the yield that's coming from Y Luna as not being taxable in in the U.S., um, that's huge. So I was just curious if you guys have 
any kind of perspective on on that yeah i I think that um i think it's super interesting right because i think like i think as particularly as crypto matures people are going to start needing to think more about their net yield and so everyone kind of looks at the headline apr or apy so your gross yield and i don't think people you know everyone obviously has different tax situations in different jurisdictions but i don't think there's a huge amount of focus on net yield. And I, I love the example of um, AUST, for example. Like, if AUST was paying out the yield in income, then, you know, in some jurisdictions, that's a 50% tax event. And so yeah. 20% yield becomes 10%. Whereas because AUST is a compounding token, you know, maybe it's a 20% tax or a 10% tax, and suddenly you're getting $18 rather than $10. And so your net yield is actually a lot higher. So yeah, so I think like if 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 a huge buyer base has a new tax ruling that kind mm-hmm. of changes how they view their net yield, then I think, yeah, I think I think that could be I think that could be super impactful for something like yeah. Y Luna. Yeah, I mean, because the way that it's the way that these this article that I'm reading is kind of stating it is um, like staked cryptocurrencies, and I I mean I, you could consider Y Luna it, it is a staked cryptocurrency, right? So um, I mean if if you say that like all of the yield coming from Y Luna is not taxable in the United States, that's that's bullish. Um, so I don't know, maybe that's something for you guys to kind of look into. But as far as the the kind of the concept of like compounding tokens at nexus we're kind of thinking about it the same way so like um instead of like user depositing like the the process being user depositing an asset um and then receiving some asset in return we're kind of we're probably going to move more towards the language being like mint you're going to mint an asset and that asset's going to be auto compounding so like n luna is going to compound uh or B Luna will mint N Luna, and then N Luna will compound into more N Luna if you if you'd like it to do so. Um, and so I yeah, I think like as protocol builders, we can kind of help our user base with these tax issues. But as far as this IRS thing goes, like if if I'm interpreting this correctly, then that solves just a lot of problems for people in, in the United States who um, have yield that's coming from staked assets that is no longer taxable uh, and especially for something like Y Luna, that's just pure yield. Um, so like, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a narrative piece that could be super powerful uh, if I'm understanding the, the uh, tax laws and the updates to them uh, correctly. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Although, although, uh, although we actually literally just got the opposite thing in the UK. Where they're, where they're stuck, where oh, really? <laughs> I mean, obviously, the, uh, the US outweighs the UK in terms of, uh, in terms of user base. But our, um, our, yeah, our tax authorities just came out with something literally just being like, proof of stake is 100% income. You need to be paying income on every block. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. I mean, I think you also run into issues like, how how do they i mean i invite the irs and 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 any any regulating body to try to audit um activity on especially on these nascent chains like terra uh, i just i don't think that it's feasible um i i don't think that i could audit myself frankly like 100 percent with with certainty so i know this conversation isn't about tax and we're kind of going off off the rails a little bit but 
um, I just I saw that oh, news article you, the prism that's that's so bullish for Y Luna. So anyway. No, thank you very agreed. And thank you very much. And I agree on the, you know, on the comp I think also like, you know, things like as you say, like an auto compounding N Luna. Um, you know, we obviously have X Prism now. Um there's Lunar X as well and AUST. And I think people are starting to get more and more familiar with the benefits now of these auto compounding tokens. So I think for things like N Luna or, you know, when we do an auto compounding Y Luna token, I think they you know, I think it, it I think it could solve a lot of problems for people that aren't oper you know, either don't want to manually claim airdrops or would just like something auto compounding because of, you know, admin or tax situations in their own jurisdiction. So giving people options, I think, be, I, I, th I think, uh, I think is great. All right. Thanks for coming in with that, Tundra. That was interesting. Um, the next question we have up here is Caleb. Uh, Caleb, do you have a question? Yeah, I do. Um, I just have a, a general question with regards to um, the refracting idea. Is there a similar system in TradFi or... I guess what I'm trying to say is that uh, where did you guys get inspiration from for refraction? Yeah, so I guess um, you know, my but but by way of background, I've always worked in fixed income um, in traditional finance at, um, at sort of uh, assorted investment banks, and so so I kind of had a um, I you know had a natural affinity for anchor. And you know, just as a fixed income product, I found I found that really fascinating. And so I think, you know, my experience in traditional finance, or you know, of I guess um, swaps and interest rate swaps, and coupon stripping of bonds, um, where you sort of take take the yield component out of bonds in traditional finance, is what kind of gave me the original idea for this, and which is. Um, you know, in my original kind of like proof of concept, uh, sort of proof of concept or notes that I wrote up um, to send off to people when I was trying to, you know, send off to Doe when I was trying to um, build this originally was based on that. It was based on coupon stripping and it was based on interest rate swaps and it's based on allowing people to swap a fixed yield for a floating yield or to totally strip the yield out of an asset and sell that on. And in traditional finance, you need to rely on an intermediary to um, to effectively divert the yield um, of the asset onto the person that has bought the right to have that yield. Whereas the brilliant thing about blockchain that you don't have in uh, traditional finance is that you know smart contracts can handle that, and so you don't need to rely or trust an intermediary. You don't need to trust their creditworthiness or the fact that they're going to implement what you've uh, you know the contract that you've signed with the swap agreement that you've signed with them. Instead, you've got the you've got the trustless smart contracts that do that, and so it takes this idea from traditional finance, but actually. Because of smart contracts, you can implement it in a in a totally new and much more efficient way um, that obviously doesn't you know involve intermediaries. So that's kind of where it came from, and and the underlying traditional finance concepts that um, that sort of uh, were the origins of it. Okay. Hi, I've got a quick one on this. It's I'm a securitization lawyer, derivatives lawyer as well, an investment bank. And if you read a book called Liars Poker, this is exactly how securitization started in the 80s by stripping the interest component and the principal component of bonds. So this is an incredibly powerful tool and I can see it going really, really far, which is why I'm so excited about it. 
because as you say, it will allow quite a lot of the deals that we do in TradFi that take lots of lawyers and lots of investment banks um, allow us to do these kind of deals with any any receivable, any yield-bearing asset for protocol fees, basically. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, my, my, um, I'll get in trouble with my solicitor for saying it, but t- tokenizing something like this, to- tokenizing um, a, a derivative or a, or, a, or a cash flow or something like this is effectively like a securitization, but in a way more elegant format um, and something that's way more freely transferable and isn't something that can only be done by, you know, whales who, you know, whales in traditional finance who have special agreements with investment banks, special derivative agreements with investment banks, like everyone can use it and everyone can get the benefits of it. So, yeah, I think it's, um, that was kind of like, the, the, you know, when I started seeing what was happening with Anchor, that was yeah, the dawning moment for me where I, I, I suddenly thought like, wow, there's so much so much fat in investment banks doing stuff that literally tokenizing something means that you know that these people just aren't needed to do something and this is a much better result as an end of it at the end of it so you know i i, I fully agree with you yeah <laughs> let's hope it's going to go well i think so well done i hope so sir. thanks very much yeah thanks for coming in there um if anyone else has any other questions feel free to pop in otherwise Another question that I had was, um, you know, about the future of Prism. You know, see, so t- we talked a little bit about some of these things, um, you know, like a, a compounding Y Luna token, for instance. But could you guys talk a bit about, you know, what excites you guys the most about the future of Prism? I uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I can talk. I can talk. Um, you know, again, like Jimmy and Ryan will have have, um, you know, some longer term thoughts as well that I think I think will be really interesting. But I mean, from my perspective. You know, I'm focused immediately on the on the immediate roadmap after we launch V1, and so that's going to be the next assets that we want to spin up are high market cap assets um, and high liquid assets. So that's going to be B assets, so B um, B ETH, B Sol, um, potentially B Atom, which uh, you know I, I think people have seen the tweets. Um, around that coming for anchor and being in audit there's also potentially avax now obviously coming over to uh terra so these are these are the assets that i think are going to be really interesting and that we've already um written code for and the other thing that we're going to be working on is uh lp tokens so you'll you'll put an lp token so you'll be, you'll go and be a liquidity provider on astroport for example you'll put an lp token into prism and we'll split that into a yield LP token and a principal LP token. And um, and the yield LP token will get the underlying AMM fees, but we'll also get the uh, dual rewards from the Astro dual rewards generator. And the PLP token will get uh, leveraged exposure to the underlying value of the uh, of the assets the LP to, the LP token owns so those are kind of like the the immediate things and then we've got lots of exciting partnerships and opportunities with other um, protocols coming up and you know other, other potential ideas for expansion that um, you know maybe Jimmy and Ryan can talk a bit about yeah I'll jump in and, and kind of expand on you know those um principal tokens and principal LP tokens collaborating, like we mentioned earlier, with like Mars Protocol, Edge Protocol to allow you guys to use them as collateral to essentially um, borrow 
across you know UST or borrow Luna or whatever you'd like to borrow using um, those principal tokens. Um, combining that with, and I think like I'll just harp a little bit on the uh, the the yield LP tokens is that essentially it's giving you uh, leverage exposure to the yield, right? So even if you can, let's just say it trades at you know fifty percent of the entire um, LP token itself, and you can essentially just buy two yield LP tokens, essentially doubling the yield that you're receiving. Um, and if you're compounding that daily, you, you know what can happen to your APYs, right? Like your it starts exploding once you're above hundred percent APR, like Anchor or mine. I don't know if it still is, and some of these other new pairs on uh, Astroport. So I think that's really exciting. Um, and to expand that to not only those um, high equity uh, proof of stake assets, but we can look over to our friends on the Cosmos SDK. And I think I've seen some um, new staking, like liquid staking contracts that standardizes um, what proof of stake, like liquid uh, liquid staking tokens should look like on the Cosmos SDK. So we don't have to essentially, you know, build up our own vaults anymore, but you know, we can build off of what they've already done. So you can quickly have, um, say like YP Juno, YP Osmo, YP Secret, um, Injective, all those IBC enabled, um, yeah, uh, zones. And then on natively on Terra, uh, I'm super excited about um, a collaboration with Kinetic Money, where if people are familiar with Kinetic Money, it allows you to essentially, you know, deposit UST and then take out a 50% uh, loan to value, uh, yeah, loan in in KUST and and essentially as a self repaying loan. Um, but being able to deposit Yluna inside uh, Kinetic Money, we can essentially boost the rate at which you're repaying your loans. Um, and Kinetic Money is already boosting like Anchor Anchor's yield to, you know, possibly two x, right? So from twenty percent, you're looking at forty percent APY, um, and you can boost that even further by depositing a bunch of like your Yluna. So I think the math turns out to be a fifty percent loan pays itself off in about I think 18, 18 months or so with Kinetic. Um, and if you're depositing, you know, some amount of Yluna, you could just imagine taking out a 50% loan that pays pays itself off in potentially, you know, one month. That That's just like absolutely insane to me. Um, yeah, like those, those are just like some of the things that we're, we're eyeing and some of the things that we're working on. But uh, yeah, <laughs> super excited about uh, what's, what's to come here soon. As the, operations, as the operations guy, I'm not going to do too much imagining. Um, but I think uh, the, the obvious thing that we've not mentioned is, uh, is fixed maturities. So um, the ability to, to sell yield, uh, to sell the yield token for, let's say, a three, six, nine or 12 month period and then have your asset made whole again at the end of that period. It's probably a low low risk way to generate short-term revenue to go and spend on whatever you need to spend it on and then have your have your underlying asset made whole at the end of that uh, at the end of that period and I believe that's uh, that's on the roadmap for the not too distant future as well um I think you know the, the thing about prism is that you know Hyperion and Jimmy have just articulated it really well is is 
the, there's almost endless opportunities to to expand the assets that are coming onto the platform. Essentially, you know, any yield bearing asset that we can we can either bring on chain to Terra or we could potentially bridge over to in the future uh, can become an asset that lives on uh, Prism as as a yield and principal option. That was crazy exciting to hear all of the new developments that could come for Prism in the future. I know we got Seppi up here. Uh, I don't know if you want to have a question or you want something to add here, Seppi. Yeah, just briefly, uh, maybe you guys could touch on, um, so I was looking at the governance page for the, for Prism's, uh, you know, and PrismX, and uh, the APY that's listed there, is that listed in um, like UST value? of the APY output or is that the, um, is that being delivered in Prism, more Prism tokens or how, what's the mechanic there? Which are you talking about the governance token or are you talking about the, um, or are you talking about the uh, LP pools? The, no, the, 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 Prism, the governance specifically, yeah. Yeah, the, so the governance, the governance is, is the way that X Prism governance token works um, is the same as AUST. So you so effectively, what ha what happens with the Prism governance token? So you you never claim your rewards the same way that with AUST, it's not like you you claim individual UST and it it doesn't say to you, hey, you've got ten UST waiting for you to claim. Um, your AUST is just constantly increasing in value versus UST, and if you ever go to redeem your AS your AUST, it gives you. Um, a big pool of uh, a big pool of US. Sure. So what, well, what I was getting at is the the the. Let me actually let me pull up the sheet real quick uh, and like sort of read it off to you and see if you can clarify this for people. Um, one second here. So on the governance tab, you've got like the current APR um, is twenty point six six percent, and then uh, the percentage of the total Prism tokens that are staked right now. Are forty five percent. So, um, the the APR though is being measured in the sort of the yield that is being directed to the back to the X Prism token. But is that being measured that percentage in like UST value or ultimately in like the Prism token value or is or is there yeah, not it's, really it's, a it's it's um... So, so the, the simplest way to think about it is it's basically, as time goes by, if you hold one X prism, as time goes by, the exchange rate increases and you can redeem that X prism for more prism tokens. So that's why you'll constantly see the exchange rate ticking up the same way that, um, you know, the anchor AUST exchange rate started at one to one. And, by, and after a year, it's going to be 1.2 to one because uh, it's accrued 20%. Um, yield over that year. So the way the APR is being calculated at the moment is it looks at the exchange rate. So every every second that goes by, or every you know, every call it every day that goes by, more Prism tokens are being bought back as fees are earned and distributed into the X Prism pool. And so the exchange rate one X Prism becomes worth more than one uh, one Prism. So for each X Prism you own, you have a right to uh, claim back more Prism tokens, and that increases every day. So really simply, 
the exchange rate, the change in exchange rate over a 24-hour period gives you your 24-hour APR. The change in the exchange rate over a seven-day period gives you the seven-day APR. And so that, that's all it is. It's basically saying, look, if you hold one PRISM token, if you held one uh, X-PRISM token when the protocol went live, that one X-PRISM token allowed you to redeem one PRISM token from the pool. But now the exchange rate is 1.0022. So for every X-PRISM token you hold, you can now redeem 1.0022 PRISM tokens from the pool. And that will continually increase. And the APR is, is the change in the exchange rate over a 24-hour period at the moment. So, like, right now, I think, uh, so it's sitting around 20%, and I think the cost of uh, the PRISM tokens right around 28 cents or so. So let's say the price of PRISM um, is worth closer to a dollar. Let's just kind of make up a number here. Um, in reference to that, like the percent, so what would we see differently on the APY? Would it still reflect the same sort of general percentage or would that, is that APY calculation dependent on the UST value of the PRISM token? Does that make yeah, sense? So, like, yeah, no, no, no. I, I totally understand. Like, the short answer is that um, it's not in UST value. The APR is based on Prism tokens, right? So, like, like in your example, if Prism is trading at one dollar, and let's say, like, for an entire year, it's trading at a dollar, and the APR for some reason stays constant at twenty percent. Um, if you have, you know, a hundred. Prism tokens, you're just going to end up with 20% more at the end of the year, right? So the calculation doesn't, doesn't right. matter what the UST it's, value it's of the Prism like, tokens is. It's basically like kind. That's what I wanted to make sure. Uh, well, yeah, well exactly. I'd, I'd say, I'd say um, at the moment, we're just dealing in swaps, right? So the, the fees being accrued are just from swaps on the, um, swaps on the AMM. But imagine a situation where, um, imagine a situation where there's, I don't know, 10 million lunar in the vault. And, and X Prism's getting paid, um, or, or Prism takes ten percent of the yield of that uh, of that ten million lunar in the vault. So whatever that is, a hundred million, um, sorry, a hundred thousand lunar over the year, because effectively it's ten uh, percent of a yield of ten percent. So call it a hundred thousand lunar over the year in yield. Now, if Prism price doesn't change, but lunar price doubles then obviously the value of that yield that Prism is receiving doubles. So the APR would, the APR, if you were just looking at that APR, the APR would double. So if lunar price increases significantly, then the APR to X Prism holders, if the X Prism price doesn't move, will increase significantly. So actually what you are getting by holding X Prism at the moment is you're getting uh, leveraged exposure to Luna's price because um, the value of the yield that Luna pays out yield in, uh, in, in Luna, obviously. Got it. So what you're telling me is Prism is like a money printer. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. That was some alpha for me right there. I, I had no idea that's how it worked with the X Prism token Hyperion. That's super cool. Um, I, I guess we've, we've went for about an hour now, Rebel, haven't we? That's pretty much an hour. I was just wondering, um, 
I can't believe I didn't know about this sooner, but the thing that Hyperion was mentioning, I think Jimmy spoke a bit more about it, that if we've got X-Prism, we're potentially going to get a boost when we go to the farming event. Is is that only for X-Prism that we have in governance, or would our X-Prism in the Prism X-Prism pool count for that? Look, we don't, we don't want to... We don't want to reveal too much alpha, but I mean, like, but basically, I mean, because because your governance to- uh, because your LP tokens aren't staked at the moment, um, you'll have time to decide what what you know course of action works best for you. Whether it's um, you know whether you want to carry on LPing or whether you want to put your um, X Prism token into a into this contract where you're going to earn um, boosted yield. Awesome. Well, listen, I just got a little bit carried away while we're on the call, and I was like, right, get out that LP, <laughs> no, no, get all the yeah, governance yeah. right now. So yeah. <laughs> that's where mine is. I, I, I'll be honest, one other thing that shocked me this evening was hearing Jimmy talk for so long about kinetic money and not mention the magic word. So that uh, was quite amusing. Um, but yeah, gone for an hour. Is that? Is there anything else you want to sort of bust out? We've got another request for one, one last question. Would that be okay? Or is Nikki G back up again? Is that okay, guys? Yeah, go, go for yeah, it. Okay, last question. Nick, you're Actually, up. Rebel, we had somebody before, Nikki G. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think we're good for a couple more questions. All no right, on time. cool, cool. Hey, uh, yeah, Zero X, you want to give your question first? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, I, I don't want to interrupt this interesting discussion about the money printing, um, but... Um, I wanted just to ask if you can comment, please, on the way C Luna is staked, like how this, um, I suppose, huge amounts maybe of Luna will be distributed, or will it be given to certain set of validators, or maybe one validator? Yeah, we, so, I mean, we've announced our, um, you know, de- uh, obviously we want to we want to promote decentralization. We were, we, you know, as a project, we've been built, um, you know, one of our builders is TFL, who are obviously um, extremely focused on decentralization. So the, the the builders of this product, the people that built Prism are, you know, the, the core Prism team, Refracted Labs, um, uh, Jump Crypto, um, and... TFL have been the software developers on Prism. And so decentralization of the network is very important. And so we've picked a set of validators, which we've announced. And if you go on our Notion page, I think um, I think it shows where we've announced them, but I'll make sure I'll make sure after this that I've posted it. And we are gonna go for a set of validators. We're gonna have seven to start off with. And um and it's all validators that have, you know, less than 2% voting power at the moment to make sure that we're not giving it to large validators and we're helping with decentralization. And it's all validators that, um, you know, are going to provide positive things for the PRISM community. You know, uh, really delighted that Orbital Commander, one of them. Um, and then we, uh, you know, and on top of that as well, like, it incentivizes validators to not just be passive recipients of um, their commission for the Luna that we end up delegating to them. Validators are going to be incentivized to do. Uh, it had to happen. Wow. <laughs> you were doing so well. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can fill in here. Um, 
Well, so essentially with the validator set, you know, I think we've chosen them over, uh, I think like 50 or 60 applicants and folks who we've decided to delegate to have, um, I guess I could quickly say like a unique set of skills and value add to the prison protocol itself. Um, and we're super happy to partner up with, you know, the, the seven that we've chosen, you know, some like Orbital Command are providing these uh, educational services. Of course, you know, uh, just to call out Galactic Punks, I see them in the audience, you know, they've done that amazing NFT for us um, that will be airdropping to participants in our first four phases of our launch. Um, we've got uh, the uh, Terra SCV who are helping us out with security uh, security audits, not only on our smart contracts, but our front end penetration testing um, and essentially reviewing our code line by line as, as new commits are being made, right? Um, and for long-term uh, outlook in terms of decentralization and, and, you know, aligning incentives, folks who have X-PRISM, you know, these boosted X-PRISMs for, uh, for boosted governance voting will essentially decide the future of uh, new delegations for new validators, um, as well as potentially, um, you know, redelegating from existing validators, right? So all validators who are being delegated Luna or want to be delegated Luna can actually put some monetary value on um, how much X-PRISM and how long, um, you know, staking the, the token is worth to them in regards to how much commission that they're um, receiving, right? Um, and if you play it forward a little bit more and, and go back to some of the things that we were talking about with um, other yield-bearing assets, especially on the IBC and Cosmos SDK, um, all of these other chains and zones can also... Um, Give a, a give a price to what a delegation from um, our vault would mean to them. Okay, thanks. Um, yeah, just one comment by just Safi mentioning that Prism is a money uh, money printer. The price went up by ten percent. <laughs> one last question for for Jimmy: um, When trading, but <laughs> soon uh, we're we're having our. Uh, um, you know, we're, I mean, arbitrary. Yeah, so we're, we're working on that one. And then <laughs> maybe our our guys over at OC can also drop some alpha for you guys there too. But uh, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting indeed coming up here soon. Thanks, man. If I could just add one thing to um, to, to Sefi's comment. Um, if you go to Jimmy's profile, um, his pin tweet is a... Uh, like a calculator where you can plug in your assumptions about prison protocol, the amount of TVL that we'll be able to accrue as we grow. And that'll give you some estimations in terms of uh, protocol revenue and, um, and what that would mean for the XPRISM APR. So I would really highly recommend that people go plug some numbers into that and, and, and kind of make their own assumptions. Absolutely. All right, last question here from Nikki, and then we will uh, we'll close her up. Cool, thank you. Um, just a quick one: Will could the protocol eventually allow you to put two P assets together, two or more to merge two or more P assets together? So I, I think um, <laughs> I think potentially I don't know if we'd end up uh, if you'd end up merging them rather than potentially one thing we've you know we think about is do you want to end up. Uh, 
pooling P assets so you can have diversified exposure to the underlying price of a pool of different assets. So, for example, you know, a, P, uh, a load of a pool of 12 month P tokens for Apex layer ones like Luna, right. Sol, ETH, um, you know, etc. Et and that can either be done in something like Nebula, which is coming soon, and you could do clusters of P tokens. Or you can do it in, um, you know, a balancer style style pool where you earn fees when people are kind of like rebalancing the pools because you can put multiple assets into them. Um, so I do, you know, the, the balancer pools are a really interesting implementation on Ethereum that we uh, that we don't have on on Terra at the moment. Yeah. I, I think giving people diversified exposure to P token a group of P tokens or diversified exposure to um, yield to kind of minimize their volatility is going to be something interesting. And then obviously given your background, you know, you've, you've probably looked at tranching risk as well. Yeah. And I think that's going to be something that, you know, once you start, if you start bucketing together groups of Y assets, for example, yield bearing Y assets, then you can start saying, well, look, you know, some people want to have more of a stable yield. Well, look, the first 5% of yield is going to get paid out to, um, say the senior tranche holder, and then the DGENs can have um, whatever the remaining yield is. And obviously, if the remaining yield is extremely volatile and it ends up being uh, not a lot, then they've taken that risk. But if it ends up being really high, then they've got really good leveraged exposure to the yield. So you can you can once you create the underlying um, building blocks, you can start doing really thing uh, interesting things like having diversified buckets or tranching up the risk to kind of like make lower risk and higher risk um, yeah. yield or principal things. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking about. I use Beethoven X on Phantom um, and that's Balancer. Sorry, that's, yeah, that's Balancer. Um, oh, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, thank that's you. That's really exciting. That. Okay. Thanks, guys. Hyperion almost sounds like he's got a rich history a rich fin history in uh, financial institutions and he's not some guy who's just sat eating Cheetos in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went, I went. He really went. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, yeah, this is did. just absolutely outrageous and super exciting. And it, it just makes me think, like, when Moon? Because, yeah, Prism's a beast. Thank you very much, guys, for being here tonight. Zion, do you want to close this thing off? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I wanted to say, you know, thanks for Hyperion, Jimmy, Ryan, and the rest of the community all for coming on today for the Prism Refraction Countdown here in AMA. We really appreciated having the Prism team on to answer some questions from us as well as the community. Um, you know, doing these these AMAs is a great way to demystify protocols and help people understand, you know, how they can get the most value out of uh, you know these different instruments in DeFi. And so we really appreciate you guys coming on. Definitely for those in the community, go follow Prism Protocol on Twitter so you can get the latest updates on everything that they're doing over there with you know these new launches. And uh, we're gonna be releasing some stuff later this week with some strategies that you guys can utilize on Prism once these phases launch. So keep an eye out for that as well by following Orbital Command on Twitter. Thanks, Thanks very much, guys. I just do a quick plug. Um, so if you go to uh, the Prism uh, Twitter, we've got a link to our Notion page, which is basically where we've gathered up all of our resources. There's 
more video content, there's podcasts, there's community threads, there's articles, and everything that you want to know about uh, PRISM is there for you to uh, get access to. Um, also, you know, come and talk to us in Telegram and Discord. It's been a bit of a shit show over the last uh, few days and uh, a bit more intelligent discussion would definitely be welcomed. Awesome. And thanks thanks so much, Orbital Command, for having us. You guys are doing a great community service. Thank thanks very much for coming. And just remember, it's PRISM underscore protocol. <laughs> <I think. laughs> but yeah, thank you very much, guys. Looking forward to seeing you on Friday, Ryan. And yep. Finding out when we can get on this beta test now. Cheers, guys. Thanks, guys. Good night. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Prism Refraction Countdown with Hyperion and the Prism team, hosted by Orbital Command, recorded on Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by WeFund. WeFund is a community crowdfunding cross-chain incubator on Terra, and it's the first launchpad that implements a milestone funding release system to protect investors. All money raised for projects is deposited in Anchor Protocol, and it's refundable, and all decisions are based on community voting power. WeFund is community-focused and designed to be a user-friendly experience for both project creators and investors. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the Telegram for more information. Links are in the show notes and check them out online at wefund.app. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When I'm cruising, I'm rushing. No booze on my tongue. When I'm losing my cool like a bruiser in London, the rules are confusing, so let loose the juices and try not to act like they tightened up the noose. These fools are abused like a problem stepchild. Ruling the coop with some modest exile. I'm lost in the cube with the softest textiles. A comfy padded room where I'm walking my best smiles. So I the smirk off your face when you're serving them up with a platter of bait behind the curtain up with the curse it's absurd to swerve it letting these nerds know the wait was worth it i'll perk it up while i serve in some bullshit this ain't my first rodeo surrounded by humans opinionated merchants trying to steal your worth it's getting on my nerves so let's make them feel nervous Tit for tat when I'm spitting this rap shit Getting sick with it like I'm kissing bats It spreading sickness like a fucking pandemic Gun to my head like write the damn epic My mood is exhumed from the darkest mistakes Sitting down in hell cooking up these mixtapes Living through nightmares and dreamscapes It takes more patience than a hospital police state So lock it down, locked and loaded like they come for your guns Fuck no, we won't be getting onto that bus Quietly sit back and watch the riot beat While the cops get filmed pirating all your privacy Sign on the dotted line and wave your rights and wave goodbye and pay no mind. You gotta wash the brain and erase the time. Now shut the fuck up while we wait in line.